Welcome to Tool Talk from Exegetical Tools, where we discuss sound practices and sturdy resources to help you rightly divide the word of truth. Today, excited to talk to Jim Barr from BibleWorks Bible Software. Jim, how's it going? Uh, it's going well. Going well today. Thank you. Wonderful. Hey, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. You've been working for BibleWorks for 16 years? Yeah, came on at the beginning of 2001. So it uh, was back in BibleWorks 5 time, and now we are have advanced programs at BibleWorks 10. There you go. Hey, man. I, I, see, I don't know how uh, software version math works. How long has BibleWorks been around? Well, you're actually, uh, we just sent an email around about that in our offices here. This is the 25th year. Man, that's amazing. It's just, it's hard to even imagine, yeah, having that kind of tenure uh, in something as new as Bible study software, but I'm really glad that you guys have been doing what you've been doing. Um, you share with me that you are a uh, ruling elder in a PCA church on the East Coast there. What town are you in? Yes, I'm PCA at Emanuel Presbyterian Church, PCA in Norfolk, Virginia. All right. Hey, man, wonderful. Glad we can connect today. Uh, I'm excited to talk a little bit about Bible study software in general and Bible works in particular, how that can apply. A lot of our listeners are either um, on the fence about a Bible study software, kind of wondering what's out there, are currently utilizing some kind of Bible study software. Maybe they're using Bible works and uh, curious about how to get the most out of it, or they've been doing this whole analog thing, and they're just not quite sure why they would need a Bible study software. And so I hope that this can be helpful and formative today for them. I hope we learn a little bit of something about just Bible study in general, uh, in, in good sound practices, you know, that's one of those things that is right there in our tagline that we like to discuss. Good, just sound practices for Bible study, good reminders, good tips. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited to talk to you today. First things first, I am a seminary student, okay? I'm, I'm just at the time of this recording, just a week away or a week out from, I should say, uh, having done the bivocational pastorate plus full-time uh, seminary student thing. And so I've been in both camps for a while. Um, I, I've tried a variety of methods for my study. So firstly, how can seminary students use BibleWorks for their coursework? Well, there's a lot of tools in BibleWorks that are specifically geared for students. We sort of have a, a bifurcation, as it were, in our development process. Uh, we have some things for the student who's also looking to be a pastor, and then we have some more high-end things that would be more for research, uh, your professors who are doing their academic studies, and also the academicians in the world who are doing very intensive research. But on the student side, we have a lot of tools that are specifically made for that. That would be something as simple as flashcards. We have flashcard utility, which allows you to set up, say, all the verbs and nouns that you would want in Matthew 1 through 5. So if you wanted to set that up, you could easily do that and then go through those. Uh, you could um, set it up in all sort of different varieties of, of uh, um, what kind of words you want, what section of the scripture, uh, what type of you know mood tense, all that sort of thing. You can get that. We also have a full set of paradigm charts, so you can pull up um, the various different paradigms you have, and those are also, um, uh, you can hear them, audio uh, um, of all of those. So any student who wants to set up any of those paradigms of your verbs or uh, different parts of speech, we have those. 
We also have diagramming, the entire New Testament diagram. So students are learning about the different um, aspects of the text. They can pop those open and uh, determine how uh, the words interact with one another. So those are three basic tools, but uh, just having uh, so many ways to search and cross-search and look at different texts, those are some of the basic things. Yeah, that's wonderful. So you said audio paradigms. Did I mishear that? Yes, audio paradigms of all those. Plus, uh, when you do your flashcards, it speaks every word that you come across that you've built into your list. It will say the word and then uh, flip to, in a sense, the uh, English uh, translation of it. Yeah, no, that's that sounds really helpful. I know not everybody's got the same learning style, but for me, man, auditory, that's where I'm at. I love to just take in a lecture, take in a sermon, uh, and when I found myself studying uh, for language classes, I definitely find myself just repeating out loud, and I think that could be really useful for a, a lot of students, a lot of um, people who are just digging in maybe for the first time in the languages and kind of in that paradigm part, you know, in their maybe their first year of Greek. Um, how about seminary professors? I, so I've I've seen different professors kind of try different routes as far as teaching languages or even just teaching um, exegetically from a particular text. Uh, have you found that seminary professors? utilize Bible works in the classroom, and how do they do that if they do? Yeah, well, there are some schools uh, that make us required, and they just basically teach their professors how to uh, use the software and integrate it into the classroom. So like Fuller Seminary out in California with various branch campuses in other cities, uh, they've required us for a couple of years now, and so every student in the MDiv program has it, every professor has it, and it's integrated into the Greek and Hebrew classes as well as exegesis classes. Uh, we're used at many other seminaries. We're popular at, uh, say, the RTS, Reformed Theological Seminaries, Gordon-Conwell, Westminster, uh, those types of schools, the Southern Baptist schools, also a lot of professors like us. So each professor, of course, would have their own individual ways, but we have a tool in there that would uh, color code every type of word. So if you want verbs in green and you want nouns in blue, uh, you can do that and then have that set up in front of the class. We also have ways for a professor to uh, set up different uh, interfaces so that they can do their searches ahead of time and have those already done. And then with literally a click of a mouse on a, on a, a number, a preset tab, they can pull up that information that they've already shown there. But if a, especially if a student has a question about a certain word or a frequency of a word or maybe a variant in the, in the system that uh, one word acts a little different than it usually does, that can be called up basically instantly because we focus on the text. The text is always before us. It's easy to search and use. I should say that someone like um, uh, uh, if your readers or if your listeners are in, uh, know about um, Daily Dose of Greek, Mm, uh, yeah. they it's it's well used on there that's sort of uh, uh rob Plummer, who is right. the host of that loves bible works and so uh he's a professor and uh he uses it in he's class at southern all the right time. southern baptist yeah he's, he's at southern baptist seminary and he is a new testament professor and he uses us quite a bit in fact he just put out a book uh, a new book about helping pastors and early learners learn about greek uh, how to how to study and that sort of thing, and he he mem- mentions the use of iWorks in there as one of his favorite tools. Hey, there you go. Yeah, that's a nice nice endorsement. So, 
that's that's seminary. We're typically thinking master level stuff, although, you know, it's depending. There's some undergrad who will be doing some basic elementary Greek could find that really useful. I actually just uh, had to repeat a year of Greek, not because I failed, don't worry. I know a lot of our listeners are very much into biblical languages, um, but having taken an elementary Greek class my freshman year of my undergrad and then uh, needing to absolutely refresh myself as I began my master program, um, I definitely can attest to uh, finding and utilizing to the utmost whatever resources available. Um, because I know for me, and I'm, and this is something you know, widely attested, not unique in any way, but just the need to continually immerse yourself in a language if you're really going to pick it up and really going to retain the information. Um, and I think any kind of any kind of software, anything you can latch onto, would be really really helpful for that. Okay, so that's that's seminary. But how about doctoral students? Maybe even scholars just doing independent research. Have you found that uh, many of BibleWorks's uh, audience are people who are doing that kind of thing, and how do they use it that might be a little bit different than someone working on, say, an MDiv? Well, yes, I, I'm uh, absolutely positive about that because I go to uh, two big conferences every year, the Evangelical Theological Society and also the Society for Biblical Literature. Those are international academic institutions. You're talking about mostly Ph.D. students and the professors worldwide, and uh, they come to our booth. We are busy at that booth, um, just about the whole conference. And I've heard anecdotally that the reason BibleWorks is so popular, say, in Great Britain, is because the American students took it over with them while they were getting their MDiv, and then when they went to get their PhD, say, in England or in Germany or any other place, they usually brought BibleWorks with them, which introduced it to the European uh, faculty, and the faculty now use it all over there. We have resellers in other nations as well. But part of that is because we have such a great base package of resources, and we include things like high-resolution pictures of Sinaiticus, Vaticanus. We have the early church fathers, the apostolic fathers. We have Pseudepigrapha, uh, Josephus. We have those all in Greek and in English, and they're morphologically tagged, so they're very much searchable according to the form of speech and that sort of thing. Um, and the uh, high-resolution pictures are uh, of these uh, New Testament manuscripts are verse-tagged, so that when you're looking at Matthew 2.1 electronically, you can pull up a picture, and it takes you right to a position on um, that folio where Matthew 2.1 or uh, Philippians 4.5 or whatever verse you're looking at, you can go right to them and see them. Uh, so we have not only those high-resolution pictures, but those pictures, or I should say those manuscripts, we've electronically transcribed. So very specifically, each one is transcribed separately as a text, rather than just one of the Nesselon or the other uh, texts that we have in Greek. Yeah, that sounds super helpful. I was uh, kind of impressed. If our audience has been keeping up with uh, our BibleWorks reviews on exegeticaltools.com over the past couple of years. Uh, we did a four-part series, a, a one-two-part review, and then a couple of very specific um, helpful tools just for uh, how to utilize BibleWorks. Uh, and one of the things that surprised me most, looking back on some of those, was uh, just that that indexing in, in, the, in the original some of that Sinaiticus and others uh, just seemed like it would be incredibly helpful if you were doing 
uh, any kind of textual criticism. I mean, just lots and lots of applications. So I, I was really impressed by that specifically. Uh, but I know a lot of our listeners are going to maybe be more theologically minded, academically minded pastors, you know, not necessarily even doing uh, formal theological education right now. Maybe they're uh, kind of over that hill, or maybe it's something they're thinking about in the future, but they're really interested in using this for sermon and lesson prep. How have you heard pastors talking about doing this? How have maybe you done some of this as you've done some, some teaching of any kind? Um, how do pastors appreciate Bible works for that? Well, again, it's the wonderful uh, resources that we include in the base package. So just recently in BioWorks 10, we added a forms tab. Now that sounds simple, but what that means is when you mouse over, just literally move your mouse over any of the tagged Greek or Hebrew texts, you instantly see every form of that word and how many times they occur. You can also organize that um, in different ways on how it pops up. So you can see it by frequency, you can see it alphabetically, you can see it by form. So a pastor can uh, remind himself how this form specifically that he's hovering over fits within that genre of that word uh, is it a more or less used word. We also have a user lexicon tab, so you can create personal notes on any English, Greek, or Hebrew word. So you have notes at the word level. We've already had uh, notes at the verse or the chapter level, so that's pretty specific. We also have a um, uh, the um, when you hover over a word, you can see. It's called a use tab, and it shows where else the word you're hovering over uh, appears either in the book or the entire corpus of that uh, that Bible. So you just by saying having your text, say you're preaching in Matthew 5, you can have Matthew 5 open in English and in Greek side by side or uh, near each other so you can be comparing the text. But again, just by mousing over, you can get the lexical entry. Uh, instantly in three or four lexicons. And then you can also, again, by clicking on a new tab, see where else that word is used. You can click on another tab and see all the forms of the word. So very quickly you're digging into and looking at how those words interact one with another. So a pastor can uh, very much more quickly than using any books, saves hours of time, uh, can make a very quick analysis of the text that he's preaching on and come to some conclusions and come to a, a sort of a base understanding of what Paul or Matthew or Mark or whoever, or even in the Old Testament, is what, what he's looking at uh, in the analysis of the text. Then we have background information, atlases, uh, things like that that allow you to look at and, and make discerning decisions if it's a historical book. We have 1,200 pictures from uh, uh, the uh, biblical sites, so you can also show that if it's a Sunday school class or a Bible study. We have quite a few things that allow you to look at whatever text you're looking at and get information really quickly, and that's what we're known for. Yeah, that's got to be it, right? I mean, uh, we know the information's out there and can do the legwork, but for a pastor who's you know, going to be filling up the blank spaces in his calendar with uh, things he maybe never had anticipated, you know, maybe really needing to spend an extra season in prayer uh, for the that day or, or counseling someone who's just uh, giving him a phone call in the middle of the night and just kind of eating up some of the schedule that way. It's not maybe so much about 
um, whether or not you can access these things, but how quickly you can access them and how efficiently you can access them. And I think as I talk to people about Bible software in general, as I hear about Bible works, that seems to be the kind of recurring thing for me is the, the refrain, just that I need to be able to find out what's relevant and I need to be able to do good study quickly and efficiently. And so that seems to me to be a really helpful feature of, of any Bible software, but it seems like BibleWorks maybe sets itself apart a little bit in that way. I know uh, I sent you just a, a few things that I maybe wanted to talk about ahead of time. What I didn't put on there was how you think BibleWorks maybe stands out. But if you're okay with a little bit of impromptu, what do you think makes BibleWorks uh, stand out? What, what sets it apart from maybe other Bible softwares? Well, I think we're known by sort of our sub-tag that is called we focus on the text. So we don't actually have, and some people say this is uh, a weakness, but we don't have any uh, commentary sets. We don't have any uh, sermon outlines. We don't have any sermon illustrations as part of our uh, corpus of information you get there. What we do give you are the Bibles, the Greek texts, the Hebrew texts, of course, those extra-biblical texts I mentioned before, morphologically tagged, integrated with other tools, all geared for exegesis. And sort of what you mentioned right off the bat um, about what exegeticaltools.com does, we also say that we're trying to provide you know, pastors, teachers, students, missionaries with the tools they need to rightly divide the Word of Truth and we strive to do that by serving the Church to give them a complete package of what they'll need for interpreting the Scriptures from the original Greek and Hebrew. That's really what we're about. We keep focusing on that. We keep providing better tools. I should say also, one thing that I think sets us apart is the number of other Bibles that we put in Bible works in the base package. We're known by missionaries and, and scholars around the world because we have Bibles from 40 different major languages. So we have the Russian and the Greek, but we also have the German and Greek, and we have the Danish, and we have, you know, Afrikaans, and we have Chinese and Korean and uh, different language Bibles that we're always building on so that pastors from around the world can use it to study the Greek and Hebrew and have their mother tongue available for them as well. Yeah, that's got to be hugely helpful. You know, that's one thing that probably doesn't cross my mind nearly as much is when you mention missionaries using this on uh, the front line of a mission field. And it's really easy to think and prioritize, you know, maybe everything else except for actual Bible study, uh, you know, language learning and breaking down cultural barriers and some of those things. But we truly believe, um, you know, exegetical tools is not founded just for an academic exercise. It's founded to help people, you know, like we say, rightly divide the word of truth in order to understand, to comprehend uh, God's inspired word through these human authors to these human audiences. And so that's what we believe the power for growth, the power for change is. And if you want that to impact any kind of culture, uh, let alone one uh, in which you're foreign, uh, a culture that's alien to you, um, it, it can't be a back of the bus kind of thing. It has to be a priority. And so, uh, that's, that's exciting to me. And I'm just kind of wondering what, maybe, maybe you've already mentioned one, but for you here lately, as you're talking to people about some of the new features, what particular features or resources are just really exciting you? Well, I'm always surprised by that because there are still so many pastors out there who do not use any software. And that's fine. Uh, they're trained uh, in their seminaries or wherever to use the books that are in the library. And if they learn that the right way, that's wonderful. 
what I find is that they think that most software is just a collection of resources, say a loose uh, collection of sort of a personal library that you can search. And in some cases, there are Bible software out there that does that and does it quite well. But when they see how we are interactive, how quickly they get to that same information, I'm surprised because some of our very basic tools just brightens their eyes because it's the type of thing that an exegete, that a pastor looking at a text, is looking for every time. He wonders, is this word used prominently or not? Is Paul use this word a lot or not? Is this word used a lot in this book? What are What is sort of the uh, uh, focus uh, on the text in, say, Philippians or in Romans? Uh, what what words set it apart? What do we see over and over again? And Bible Works allows a person, like I said, with that use tab or with the forms tab or with a right click, he can click on any Greek or Hebrew word, right click on it and see every form of the word in the entire Bible or limit his search just to the book he's looking at or say just look at Paul's corpus or just the poetic books or uh, whatever you want, you can you can limit your searches as well. So sometimes it's the most simple tools that I see a pastor go, wow, I've never thought that that could be available, that you already thought through this. So I'm, I'm excited about how they use it uh, in a way that will help them stick with the Greek. Uh, I hear again and again that uh, they came out of seminary, they loved Greek, they loved Hebrew, but now with the youth group and hospital visitations and everything else, their time is limited. And it's great when they have 20 minutes that they can open up their laptop, they can sit down, they can dig through a text and put 20 solid minutes of study in that they would have not been able to if they had had to pull down six books and flip through and tried to find different uh, information that's on page 672 of, you know, of some uh, long uh, corpus of text there. So um, it's good to have um, software for that very purpose. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, so I guess what I'm hearing you say is more than any other uh, feature is just word usage, understanding word usage, because you're right, that is something that you can't just typically open up uh, a commentary and find out, you know, he may highlight, you know, your, your commentator, he or she may highlight a particular word in its usage. Uh, but very rarely, even the most technical of commentaries are going to break down all of that information for every word, right? And so you're getting, in some ways, a, a filtered exegesis already. And we, you know, we love commentaries at Exegetical Tools, and we're definitely, um, definitely going to be commending and recommending many of them. But yeah, being there and seeing the text for yourself and drawing those conclusions for yourself—that's what we uh, are. That's what our mission is. That's why we use the term exegetical tools uh, for you to use yourself, and it sounds like that's a big part of the mission of Bible Works. Hey, let me ask you, what passage of Scripture for you personally, whether it's been uh, through studying the text directly in Bible Works or, or just devotionally, uh, however, uh, what has been ministering to your soul lately? I tell you, because I uh, have a background of just uh, doing this kind of work, um, my pastor, we preach systematic expository preaching, and he started First John just two weeks ago. And so just that introduction of First John, and when you contemplate uh, how John starts his own gospel, and then you look back at Genesis 1 and you see some of the same, uh, same themes popping through, the, the, the sense of power of creation and, and that the Word became flesh and that we have touched and 
and felt and seen, and then it's been written down for our edification that the gospel is going forth. Just meditating uh, on that has been uh, really encouraging me lately just to see how God has not only revealed himself, but revealed himself and then had men of uh, of the past write it down so that it is very clearly pronounced and uh, all the you know, simple doctrines laid out for us so that not only do we understand it academically, but that we also know that it was a person, it was a person of Jesus Christ who lived and died for us. So I was just uh, sort of sitting in awe just meditating on the first four verses of First John. That's where I've been uh, sort of uh, leaning on the last couple of weeks. Amen, man. That's a good word. That's a really good word. We, in my church, preached through John just several months ago, wrapped that up. And First uh, John is always kind of running through the back of my mind as I study John's gospel. And I think you're, you're right. And I'm so great. I'm honestly excited for your church as you continue that study. Uh, that's beautiful. You know, we, we hear people talk about theology needing to lead to doxology, and I just firmly believe exegesis needs to lead to exaltation, right? As we dig into the Word and understand the connections between biblical books by the same author and many authors, we need to we need to exult in what God is doing, revealing Himself in His Son, in the Incarnation, but also in His Word. So, man, that that's a good word. I'm excited, and it's good to know that uh, people who view the view the text as divinely inspired, who, who view this book as both a human book and a divine book, are behind uh, equipping pastors, scholars, students to, to keep studying it, to keep uh, just reveling in God's revelation. That's beautiful. Hey, so Jim, where can our listeners go? Obviously, I mentioned we have a bit of a review on exegetical tools. I would encourage anyone who's looking for a little bit more information. You know, you were kind of you were kind of joking with me when we first uh, sat down and talked a little bit about this podcast about how normally you do this with uh, a video demonstration and some of those things. And there's obviously a lot of these things that our listeners just have to imagine as they're listening, but hopefully we'll go find out for themselves. If they want more information about Bible works, where should they go? Well, we have that simple website, www.bibleworks.com. That will get you basic information. It'll also link you to our videos, which are on YouTube. But we have about 140 nice, short, sweet, uh, tutorial videos that cover every major aspect and even some very minor aspects of the different tools that we have. They're put both individually out there, but you can also say do a task and we might link six or seven or eight or nine videos that show you how to do a word study using Bible works or how to use the lexicons or information you can get, um, how, how to dig in and use the different tools and link them together with the text to uh, accomplish some task you're looking at. So the videos or our website are probably the best place to go. I think if you uh, also go there, you can read some independent reviews, like the one that you have there on exegeticaltools.com. But we've had reviewers from scholars and pastors and missionaries around the world who independently write reviews, and we try to link to as many as we can. Those are available there, so you can have an independent statement from, say, professors in Europe or professors in the United States or pastors or missionaries who said, I love Bibleworks, I use it, and this is where its strengths are, this is where its weaknesses are. Uh, you can get a full orb view of what it is there that you can find out. I would say also, if you happen to live near a seminary, um, we also have at quite a number of seminaries around the nation are 
site license. So libraries are able to have um, multiple users seats, as it were, in the in the library. So if you contact a local seminary, you might be able to go in and give uh, BibleWorks a, a run for the money there and, and see how it works and how it's used. Yeah, that would be immensely helpful for some of our uh, student listeners, just being able to just go test drive the thing, right? So, hey, that's awesome. Thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us, Jim. I'm excited for what you're doing, excited for your church, excited for Bible Works, and hopefully some of our listeners are going to walk away from this and think, man, I, there's really a little bit more out there, and I can do a little bit more in-depth study uh, for my effort. And I hope they go find that, and I hope they're blessed by what they find. Thank you so much for being with us, Jim. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it.